Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sport. And today, it is no different. I have Mr. Doug Bentz from the San Jose Sharks. Doug, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Yeah, welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, it's my absolute pleasure. Doug, take me back in time. Who was Doug as a young man at school? For Doug, as a young man at school, and I'll say from a little, little tot, uh, he was growing up to be an architect, um, was, was pretty deep into uh, an architectural career, uh, started school in that program, uh, had a few very heavy-duty internships where I was um, pretty advanced in the, the, the architectural software and was doing actual architectural work. Um, and then kind of had a change of heart, um, actually mid-college, um, and really kind of pivoted to studying business, not honestly really knowing what exactly my career path was going to hold, but I knew um, I, I liked the creative aspect, but I also liked the people aspect uh, of work, um, and just a little bit more of the, the, the business challenge. So. Really coming out of school, I had a business degree, but I honestly didn't really have a career path in mind. Very, very nice. And so what led you to your current job? Yeah, so so coming out of school, it was the dot-com era. Uh, you know, I went to school in the Bay Area, um, and that that whole dynamic was, was very intriguing to me coming out of school. So I actually got a job at a digital marketing agency um, and really fell in love with, with both marketing, the, the digital aspect, uh, worked for that agency, opened up uh, a New York office for them. The dot-com bust happened. Um, so I moved to uh, a different agency and you know, after at this point, you know, three years living the agency life, I, I loved what I was doing, but, you know, I was working on a lot of clients that, you know, the, the content or the attraction to what their business was doing wasn't necessarily my passion. Um, and so I really started to search for, you know, what was that, what was that job that was really going to bring out, you know, really the passion in me. Um, I'd always been an athlete growing up. Um, I'd always been interested in even just the business of sport. Um, for my for my senior project in college, I wrote uh, a paper about baseball's um, antitrust exemption. Um, and so I just thought, hey, why, why don't we try to make this happen? You know, can I combine sports and, and this marketing career? Uh, you know, it took, took a while, took you know, a, a, quite a bit of networking and some time throwing out feelers, but uh, I was lucky enough to land a job with the, the NBA league office uh, in the marketing partnerships area. Um, so really that, that's kind of where I cut my teeth in the sports industry, which I, you know, I, looking back, I couldn't have been at a better place to really learn uh, about sports business 
very high regard to what they do to this day. And I, I really got a great uh, foundation um, at the NBA. Um, was there for uh, for just about two years, and then I uh, I decided to actually um, with a friend uh, hop on a bicycle and actually ride my bike uh, across the country um, to raise money for Make a Wish, uh, and eventually moved back to uh, California, which, which is where I'm from. Um, there, you know, I, I got I got the job again, luckily with the Sharks um, as a marketing manager and. Uh, 15 years later, this March, uh, I've been there ever since. Uh, so a, a little bit of a of an untraditional route, um, you know, probably found that passion maybe a little later than some others, but uh, but I feel very fortunate to have the career that, that I've had, and I've, I've been very lucky in that respect. Phenomenal. Um, sounds like a bit of a journey. Take us through some of the challenges through through that journey. Yeah, so I think, you know, again, early in my career, um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily have that overwhelming, you know, sense of what the career path was going to be. So, so I did bounce around a lot, um, which I think in retrospect at the time, maybe, maybe it set me back a little bit in terms of maybe the timing of my career path. But I actually, through that time, was, was able to get a lot of skills that, you know, uh, until until recently, weren't really taught or available in the sports industry. So it, it really rounded out, you know, my my uh, my marketing skills, rounded out my experience. Working in the agency world actually allowed me to work with a lot of different clients, both both B two B and B two C. So again, giving me some some solid foundation there. Um, so so I think while that was that was probably a challenge, I, I think you know, coming to maybe some advice for others, you know, when you're early in your career. Important to, to learn a lot of different skills to pay off um, later in your career. Uh, you know, I think coming to maybe some more recent challenges. I mean, working at one company for 15 years, especially when you're in the Silicon Valley, seems like it's just eons. Um, and so it's just kind of been navigating, you know, and, and making those decisions about, hey, I, you know, I, I love the company I work for. I, you know, I love where I live. Um, it's given me a lot of opportunities. Um, at the same time, there's just, you know, a lot of questions about, you know, am, am, am I am I really rounding out my skill set? Am I experiencing, you know, what, what I need to to advance my career? So um, I, I think I think that's a challenge and I think really the the, the thing that I found is I, I need to make sure that I'm finding things that's challenging myself either at work and trying to push the company forward and doing new things. Or I need to take it upon myself to really have that self-development outside of work to make sure that I am experiencing different things by being at one company for for a long time. Um, and then just within you know the, the job, I think uh, when I started with Sharks, the marketing department with two people, um, we have you know a team that's been overly successful on the ice, uh, and so we we probably were late to bring a lot of the new, whether it be technology, whether it be business practices, uh, to the table, um, and so I think we, we, you know, over the past five or six years, we've had to speed our evolution to, to catch up in a lot of ways, um, and really build a marketing department um, and a marketing group that that does a lot more than when I started, with just a marketing person, you know, doing doing media buying and, and doing promotions. 
uh, and that's, that's taken a lot of a lot of time, a, a lot of energy to try to, to build that group. But I, I think it's certainly paying off here um, as, as we continue to grow. How much does uh, on-field success affect your marketing campaigns? So I think uh, I think it's greater than zero, but I think even as time goes on, it's less and less. Um, you know, our, our most recent campaign called Seal Together, I think it's been a big departure for us as, as a company. Um, one, just as, as the name, as the name really shows, it's, it's not about hockey, it's not about sharks. Um, Seal Together is really about introducing our organization um, and, and, and as part of that hockey to, you know, a, a new generation of fans who aren't, you know, your traditional hockey fans. Uh, the Bay Area is extremely diverse, um, and just relating to hockey fans is not going to really bode well for the future of the organization. So, you know, for us, for us, it's about really driving uh, inclusion and driving all the other aspects that we can offer as an organization, and not just the hockey club. So, um, just the fact the fact that we win on ice certainly elevates and amplifies what we're doing. But I think at the core of it. Um, we're trying to make it about uh, something much larger than just the game on the ice. Makes a lot of sense because um, I, I always ask executives, especially marketing executives, these, these questions because there was a bit of a stigma in the past that, uh, oh yeah, well, I've spoken to many, many professional teams and sometimes I, I, I've come across too, too many executives that have said, oh, yeah, our on-field success pretty much drives our campaigns. Now, my, my initial thought with that is that uh, you're not doing a very, a very good job at what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> so, because to me, the world we live in right now, there's so many stories you can build and tell, especially in teams, you have like, in, in, in some teams, after 40 different individuals, has 40 different stories, 40 different backgrounds, 40 different narratives. So there's so much that you can work with internally to engage and guide and direct and, and take people through the experience that the on-field sh should be no, have no effect whatsoever, in, in, in my opinion, and correct me if, I, if I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, to me, you know, and, and one of the reasons I, I love being in this business and, and continues to grow me is, is, is sports is just such a great driver of community. Um, you know, I, I think for me and I think most people, if you sit in a room by yourself, you, you still can love sports. But when you're with other people sharing that experience, like that, that's what makes sports special. And you add in the live aspect and that just intensifies that experience. Um, and so, again, I, when you're when you're building community, like the sport is important because that's maybe the starts starts as kind of that that shared interest. But I think the the community of sports becomes so much bigger than just the game on the field. And so, in a lot of ways, it's our responsibility to to build and enforce that that community to try to have it be not just the people who are interested in hockey. I mean. Again, if you take a step back and look at it from an organizational perspective, there's there's obviously the NHL hockey team, 
but it's like who, who are the players off the ice and what are their interests, which can be much more relatable in a lot of ways other than the fact they're a professional hockey player. Um, you know, what are we doing in the community? Like, how are we giving back? Like, what, what do we believe in? How can we use our platform to, you know, really, really help the community push forward and be progressive on a lot of social issues? Um, who are we as front office members? I mean, we have we have a very interesting group of people in the front office that, that really can be very, very much um, relatable to a lot of people in the community. And then you, then you layer in, like, the youth sports aspect you know, other ice sports, um, you know, just even just sports in general. There's there's so many ways to connect with people outside of just the game of hockey. And I think for us, you know, there's a lot of challenges to getting people into the game of hockey with ice time, with equipment costs, um, which we have a lot of programs to address that. But the more we can make our organization more than just hockey, the more, the more we're going to be able to have connection points with people. So... Um, I, I think that's extremely critical for us to think of ourselves as, as community builders. I, I think now, especially if you look at you know the, the the time that we're living in now with the COVID nineteen crisis, um, you know how how you've basically been the game of hockey has been taken away to some degree, at least for now, as we pause the season. So now you're all these things that we've built up to try to be um, you know more of a well-rounded organization to try and be inclusive. This is where you know, you kind of start to check the business um, because you're put in the position now. You actually don't have have hockey, so I think this has been interesting to see how this how this plays out. And, and our organization in particular has been extremely generous to um, to our staff. Uh, you know, we're we're doing a lot in the community. We're doing a lot for our fans, and so it's just, it's rewarding to you know be in a position to to really show that in, in a time like this. Absolutely. How do you guys stay up to date with all the latest tech that's basically around you guys that uh, that could easily slip by you because you're so busy with what you're doing day in day out? Yeah, so I, to be to be honest, I think it is difficult. I mean, we we are in you know the epicenter in Silicon Valley, so there's there's a lot of options, and I and I think you know challenge. To keep up with with everything, I think we do our best by really defining what our objectives are with technology. Um, you know, I think technology as a tool helps us do our work and and really uh, grow the business. Um, so I think we have a philosophy where we're not just looking for technology for technology's sake. I think we're looking for technology to help solve problems. And so I think that's where we start to really prioritize um, what what we do. Um, and then I think there's there's some things we have internally. Um, you know, on, on my team we have uh, digital teams generally responsible for looking at our fan engagement technologies and, and making sure those align with what we're trying to accomplish. But then we have like a uh, what we call our tech team, which is kind of like a steering committee on technology. So we're looking at business problems within the company and how we can solve those or we're looking at people bringing in different technologies and we can set those again to make sure they're aligning with what we want to do. Um, but but we definitely see the importance of technology both from an internal productivity standpoint and then and an external fan, fan experience um, perspective. Um, so, and, and how we how we weave that into different parts of the business, you know, I, I think we, we you know, we, we even ourselves have traditionally thought, well, it's, it's like a back office tech 
technology, IT handles that. If it's the fan engagement, that's, that's the digital department. And I think we're trying to make sure every department sees technology as something that can help them move forward. You know, uh, game presentation falls within within our marketing group. And so how are we using the best technology there? That's not necessarily even just the traditional, you know, projection technology, or, or how are we thinking differently about that? You know, how do we use technology in the community area to make ourselves better in terms of our fundraising and giving efforts? So, um, making sure those conversations are had in every group and it's not technology wise in this one group and they do it all and then they tell them what's happening. Um, and, and I think that's been relatively successful. How has tech made your, your life easier? So, I think a, a perfect example is what's going on right now. I, I think over the last couple of years have really focused on using technology to collaborate better and to make our work more efficient. Um, and I think that's, again, paid dividends um, with the situation we're in where we're, we're, we're you know, we've been sheltered in place here for five weeks. Um, and from my marketing group's perspective, I think we've hardly skipped a beat. Um, you know, we use, we use Microsoft Teams to collaborate. Uh, you know, Zoom, Zoom's actually a corporate partners of ours, and we've been using Zoom for a long time. Um, and, and even how we've set up, you know, our, 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 our 65 Microsoft system, I, I think um, that has helped us internally to be extremely productive um, from an internal standpoint. And then, you know, externally with fans, you know, I, I think we've, we've been able to do a lot in terms of knowledge of our fans and marketing segmentation through, you know, our our CRM tools. Um, you know, uh, we're a, a SAP partner, and so we use Marketing Cloud, which has given us the ability to really hyper segment and target our fans and learn more about them, um, which I think is, is, is definitely a common theme and a, and a strategy for us in terms of trying to learn as much as possible. You know, we just started a, an online um, feedback community uh, so we can get you know, real-time feedback and look like a virtual focus group. Um, so learning about the fans and then giving them what they want, I, I think is really a key um, that, that technology is Very nice. Awesome. Um, you've definitely been on a bit of a journey <laughs> um, and you've, you've done a good job of it, actually. Uh, what are some tips or words of wisdom that you can share with young people looking to, to come through a similar journey? Yeah, so I, I, I'll, I'll kind of revisit one, one piece of advice, one that I give um, you know, some people a lot, is that you know, early in your career, to me, it's more about building experience and skill set rather than trying to find the right job. Um, and you know, if the perfect job comes along, that's great, but that's usually not the case. And, you know, it's kind of like interest in a bank. The more skills you build young, that's only going to grow bigger and bigger over time. Um, and, and so, you know, I've seen a lot of people just trying and waiting and, and not necessarily growing themselves or their skills, trying to just wait for that perfect job to occur. Um, and, and I think taking even jobs outside of, I mean, we're talking about sports, and I think people focus on just having sports jobs first. Taking jobs outside of sports, when you come to a company later, um, you're going to have different skills that others won't that can make you unique and that could actually make you more valuable. Um, so, so really, you know, when you're young, you know, 
yourself that try to grow. Don't don't be really confined by you know I want to go into sports. I want to go into this industry because um, I think it makes you much more well-rounded. I think the other thing is um, which which I think is pertinent. So you know young people and even people in big career is you know take every single opportunity um, to do it the best you can and to learn something and potentially even make it better by thinking differently. Um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of situations where uh, you know young people come in and, and certainly do a good job at with what they're told to do, but are they taking advantage of that fully by thinking how could this be done better or how does this fit into the company or how can I talk to other people within the company to understand how viable benefits them and can I benefit them more? Um, and I think as you go on in your career, you know, especially with sports teams, I mean. Sports teams are generally, you know, small businesses that are running global brands, and so there isn't there isn't always necessarily a well-defined or at least an, an easily defined career path from X to Y to Z. Um, you know, especially when you're in a, in a, in a department of let's say five people, you know, your 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 path above is kind of waiting for the other person to leave. But you can certainly look at how you can customize a career path to, to get to your ultimate destination without necessarily having to be linear. Um, and so how can you think about where you want your job to go and how you can actually try to make it there by being you know, creative in your thinking or, or, or be willing to go and find other skills or learn other things and then come back to it. Um, so it's really it's, it's, it's how you can really define and build your own career rather than just waiting for someone else to do that for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could not agree anymore. There you go. Um, Doug, thank you very much. You've been amazing. Um, definitely shared a ton of insight with us and our listeners. Once again, I'd like to thank you very, very much. Um, and before we wrap things up and let you go, where can people reach you online? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm certainly most active on LinkedIn. Just you can find me uh, under uh, Doug Lentz. Um I'm I'm generally not as personally um, active on Twitter, but you can find me at Douglas Lentz. Um There, I mostly share what what our great team is, is doing. But uh, but if you want to connect, I think LinkedIn place to find me. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Doug Bentz from the San Jose Sharks, once again, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder Podcast. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it and uh, great talking to you. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder Podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?